What's up, everybody? It's Bobby here with Sam, as usual, and it's been a while since we've been here. We've been, uh, it's been it took a couple weeks off. You want to tell them why, Sam? You want to yeah. tell them why we weren't here? <laughs> I uh, succumbed to the Black Plague. I, I don't know. I was sick as hell, man, that time of year. It happens once a year, but uh, out of commission, didn't want to come in here and broadcast um, the plague to you and your family and everybody and Johnny. So And to the people listening. Of course, I'm the biggest stains of all time, and I missed like two of arguably the most exciting weeks of the year. Yeah, Couldn't it was, do it, any it was, type of yeah, playoff just, preview or Red Sox. It was just the playoffs. And, no big yeah, deal. Just the first pivotal two weeks of J.D. Martinez, David Price, everything we talked about. But anyway, so we can we have plenty to jump into here. So. Bruins! Woo! Ga- game 7 last night. Yikes. Game 7 was awesome. Dude, hockey playoffs. I like them. I'm in. I'm Bob in on hockey in on playoffs. Hockey? I like them. They're intense, man. They're really intense. Yeah, last, I, like, I like it's more physical, too. Last night's game was phenomenal. Yeah, you don't see the fights, but... No, I don't you, mind. It doesn't matter because it's a physical game, right. and like they're getting after it. See, I don't mind. I'm not like a savage. Yeah. I, I, I like when they play physical. That's it. It's just I, I thought it was a physical game. They're That's finishing all. checks. Every guy's finishing oh, checks. Yeah. They're taking every shot they can. <laughs> um, there's a lot of like diving. There was a pathetic dive by Kadri the other night on a... like fake touch by Krejci to his leg. It was a joke, but... There's been a few things that we need to talk about. Yeah, but the, uh, first we should say how awesome that game was last night. Awesome And game. how unbelievably scary it looked going into the third period. They're getting outplayed. They've been getting dominated for the past couple games. Yeah, they the past, really the did. The past few games, things have not... The outlook was not good. If well, they you shook a magic eight ball about it, it was outlook not good. Absolutely. They, they outplayed Toronto tenfold in the first two games including the game two blowout that was like a mockery dominated but they arguably got outplayed in every game since um even the one that they won you know game four yeah they did get outplayed in game four and why why do you think that is man what do you think happened that do you think that they you think toronto just kicked it into gear or do you think that the bruins got a little ahead of themselves a, a combination of both, but more, way more so on the side of Toronto, just being a good team with talent. Anderson was going home. Fucking mind. Anderson, it's funny because mm-hmm. Anderson was the reason they were in Game Seven, and then arguably the reason they lost Game Seven. You know, he let, lets up six goals, or yeah, I think it was six goals in Game Seven, and because um, they had seven, but that one was an empty netter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously, six goals in any game is terrible. It was quite that an was onslaught. A high, I mean, Tuca let up four goals in that game. Right. Well, I mean. There seemed like a time last night in like the Twitter verse in in the world that that might have been Tuca's last game at, in a Boston Bruins uniform if they had lost that game. People were calling for his head at the end of the second period. You had beat reporters for the Bruins on Twitter saying you got to take Rascal play Hudobin in the third period. Like that's insane. A couple man. of my friends that I really respect their opinion in hockey are saying the same thing. I don't quite go that far because you I know I knew what could have happened and. I know what Hudobin is, so I'm not like thinking he's going to be some you know Tim Thomas run or anything. So, but I do think it's fair to question Rask. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, two I, soft I, goals at least last night. Yeah, there was there was two, I and mean, one of them he just got like so fucking burned. Yeah, the shorthanded that was, goal. That was ridiculous. when the, yeah he got the guy Dipsy dude him. Uh, that was, but I mean, how come no one's blaming Marshand on that? He had a one on one with yeah, the guy, he lo- and he lost and he f- that. He not and only he flopped, right? Not only he did fucking he, flopped, not absolutely, o- exactly. Not only did he lose the battle with the guy one on one, he 
fell down, which is the worst possible thing. Like, he could have fallen on the guy or, like, so, done something to obstruct him. Yeah, I, li- I like Marchand, and I like his antics. I think that they're necessary, yeah. in, like, especially in a game like that's fast-paced like that. Yep. Um, but falling down like that, like, what, what are you trying to do? You're trying to get a penalty? I thought this was hockey. Come on, do play hockey. But the, the website, the Players' Tribune, that's, like, written all the articles on there. It's Derek Jeter runs it. It owns it. All the articles on there are written by the athletes themselves or like a, like in the first person anyway, whether they write it. And Marshand had a phenomenal article that came out last week written by him just briefly talking about how he grew up and everything. But the stuff he said that's pertinent to this is he said that this Bruins team has, um, you know, what they had when they won before. They, they oh, have yeah. that locker room thing. And he, but he doesn't just say that vaguely. He explained it. You can you know, see it on the ice. Piece by piece. Yeah. You can see and it, man. You, you can see it. There's and certain the, teams you can just see it. And I feel like Toronto was starting to get that. I feel like Toronto really had that by the end of the season, at the end of the uh, series. And I, and I thought that they were going to – going into last night, I was like, all right, well, this is a, this is one of those things where it's like – I'm going to watch the game, but I know that they're going to probably have a tough time. And, uh, and they did. And they did, man. They did up until that third that third period. I'll tell you, but what, what we've been saying all year about them is they have balls. And it, I'm si- I was sitting there last night. I It was like a, you know, a shitty Wednesday night. I didn't go out, you know, to a bar's, you know, um, 7.30 game. So I was just home. Oh, I was in the it. club. I was yeah, in club. You were in the, um, I was in club. No, exclusive. but like on the weekend games and stuff, we try to get together with your buddies. <laughs> I was or, at club or, or whatever. But so I'm just watching it by myself and I've watched, you know, I follow the Bruins pretty strong. You don't watch 82 games, but I follow along. And this team has been too good to, to lose that game like that. And so I'm sitting there at the end of the second period going, come on, man. Like just talking to the heavens or whoever's listening, you know, the, the hockey gods. And I'm like, this team has been too unbelievable to go out in this typical Bruins way. Like, if the last few years Bruins teams had been in this situation, it's like, lose, they deserve to lose. And yep. then this team showed balls all year. So they it have was a good awesome idea. when they showed them last night in Again, the most important in time. In game seven. Right. And, and all of that coming from behind during the year makes them so they're poised. Dude, there's a reason that Tom Brady can march up the field like that. It's because he's done it a bunch of times. So he knows what's, what you're capable of doing. He knows that if you just kind of keep moving forward and don't get dis- discouraged and you keep moving forward, they know that now. This team knows that. Same thing with the Celtics. The Celtics know that now. They know like we can do this without them. We can win these games without them. You know what I mean? Not to jump all over sports, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's starting to be the Boston way of thinking when it comes to sports. It's now carried over from the Patriots everywhere else. I know you hate that conversation, but it's the truth. It is. You can see it plain as day with the Bruins. You know what I mean? And it's funny because I was I was talking to my brother. Yesterday. I would just like to give the Bruins more credit than that. That I, I don't think I need to credit the Patriots. I just think the Bruins I'm created their just, own culture. I, I mean, not but really. it's But it's similar to the Patriots. I think that what you're shooting for is the Patriots culture. Yeah. And when the teams do it correctly, like a few of them are well, doing yeah. right Hockey's now, then it turns into football, that. And it's obviously right. different than basketball. And it's always going to be different. But I'm saying in general, as a, as a place now, you're starting to see guys come here and, and look to be gritty. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're looking to be great individual players. players. You mean okay? Individual I get players that. are coming here to be great. And again, back to that Marshand article. He said that in yeah. the article. He said, "I believe I was built to play in Boston," and he's Absolutely. owned that mentality. And so, in that he could degree, play in Boston, he could play in okay. Philly. He could I'm play with Detroit. You, you know what I mean? That's he's going to play point. somewhere where people want to throw shit at the other team because we'll get behind him. He needs somebody to be behind him, and this city will be. Good. And we'll say fuck Toronto. 
So I have to ask um, Mr. Bob a question here about hockey since we have been doing those spoof on, you know, Bobby's learning hockey and he's been a diehard Bruins fan as long as uh, Donato has been up on the team. I have been. I need I to almost, ask you about Donato because there was something was missing out of this. Uh, what's the... I mean, I have some thoughts on the Donato benching and stuff too, but what, these, what's your first... Are, I, your, he's your guy. You start. Okay, so I have, I have two separate kind of thoughts on this. One, I thought about it. He was still going to Harvard, still going to classes, doing shit like that. If you're not 100% in this, I don't know if I want you on the ice either. Do you know what I mean? That's a, that's a legitimate concern. If that's what it is, completely understandable. You won't hear anything about it from me. With that said, this dude was possibly the hottest player on, on the Bruins coming into the playoffs, no? He was finding the net, and he was finding people to find the net. He was up there with points with... I'm, I'm not going to sure totally disagree with, with Martian, you because... Right? I, the last few weeks of the regular season, once it was assured the Bruins were in, I think a lot of the big-time players camped out. They did. So, yes, apparently to us watching the games, Donato probably was their most exciting player during that time, hands down. Okay, so let's just say the first the first couple games, they were like, we're not going to do it. We're crushing them. We don't need him right now. We'll, we'll sit him. If we really need him, we'll pull him in. All right, fine. Looks good. Right. All right, what about game like three, four, five, six? Well, I think and, and as now, it goes, you're having, you're, you're having a a tough time finding the net because they were getting way more shots on the goal, right? But they weren't actually I'll, let, scoring. I'll tell you this: my <laughs> thought on the Donato thing is there's a couple restrictions with him. Is one is he's limited to playing the left side, so okay, he's you're not going to take back the guys who should be coming out for him. Honestly, are Nash or Backus, Rick Nash or Backus. They've yep. been so terrible. Like, but they're never going to do that because those are proven known names with, well, like, yeah. you know, Olympic experience and stuff. So that's his first problem. Is I mean, the Donato, guys... ha- Donato has Olympic experience, too. True. Okay. And, and he, Touche. And he lit up, and he lit up uh, Olympic experience. Fair enough. He? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, you, you know, when you're... Bobby learned hockey. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but, um, no, what I'm getting at is they're never going to take those guys out of the lineup. The typicals, they, no, pay, they pay him too much money. Understand. So Donato's on the left side, so your options are limited who you're going to take out. Then... Um, you look at the results, and there it's the same thing we used to deal with with Claude. He wants the fourth line intact with fourth line guys because the fourth line can play a role in certain games. No, I get you know, that. So he's not going to go to that line. So then you search around, and it's like, are you benching one of the rookies either? Obviously, you're never De- benching DeBrusque. You're not putting DeBrusque anywhere near the bench. They or Danton Heinen, who they benched. But then look at how it worked out in Game 7. So – Dan Nine scored the goal. So if he's out, then if Donato gets one goal, that's even. So I don't think now you can look back and say Donato should have played. I think they it's what it was. I'm I glad think, it worked out the way it did because right. in Boston, with the media the way they are, if he if they did lose that series, mm. why didn't he play Donato? It would it would have been the why didn't you play Malcolm Butler? It, why it, why aren't you doing this? It was like we have something to talk about for a year now. It reminds me of um, when Tyler Sagan was a rookie. They were in the playoffs that year, the year they won the cup. And he didn't play every game, but he, there's some memories of his playoff run. And if they're going to – got to remember this. But didn't everybody they, hate him? Well, n- no. I mean, I don't know. I, was he like I, fucking players' wives? Well, yeah. Pretty sure oh, the guys on the, the guys on the team probably might have. Well, yeah. Then, yeah I, wouldn't like, play, I don't I think wouldn't the public knew either. that yet. Me and my friends were like, why isn't this guy playing? He's, you know? Um, so, no, but what I'm saying is with – Sagan back then 
he didn't play every game, but you look back at the 11 playoff run and like he had a couple premier games in that in the playoffs. But you got to remember, Bob, we're one series through. If this is going to be an official Stanley Cup run, which by no means am I trying to stains it and say it is or anything, but there's three more of these to go. So there's 21 possible games that Donato could be a factor. So I don't think the story is written yet is what I'm saying. No, I don't it's think It's like so game three in Tampa, mm-hmm. they're down 2-0. He could come in, you know, whatever. Why not? And um, I, dude, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, again, to like the naked eye watching, he was just fine. Like something like he was just finding the fucking net, dude. It was just one of those things where like, even if shit was bouncing, it was bouncing in his direction. You know what I mean? It's just when, and I feel like he was so hot to not let him, I mean, I do look at DeBrusque is playing amazing right now. I mean, so, that, so, that I mean, was arguably the gonna... goal of the year for them last night. DeBrusque's yeah. breakaway, like not even breakaway really, but he's so fast. He broke away. Yeah. And he made that unbelievable play sliding into the boards. That's going to be like a highlight video. Speaking of sliding goal. into the boards. All right. So I have a question. I heard the Jack Edwards call when he was like, he was screaming and he was like, just stay, stop and stop and play for a guy who's. Not even unconscious. <laughs> and I want to know, A, is that real? And B, why are they stopping so much play if you're not supposed to stop the, the it best, unless they're unconscious? The best part about Jack is he's an unabridged homer. It openly oh, dude, says he's it. a Bruins fan. But yeah, he's like the Tommy. He's, Tommy he hasn't let that go for three games. He Last <laughs> night during the game, he's like reading the NHL rule book and he's like, um, in section 3A, it says if the player is not in the way, like directly, and he's still <laughs> trying to justify it, he does not let it go. But I mean, you got certain people that don't like that at all. They listen to the national broadcast because he's a Yahoo or whatever. But if you're a Bruins fan and you're watching it with any fun in your soul, watching Jack is hilarious oh, because speaking he's of so fun, over the top. Keeping with, would you rather listen to the national broadcast or would you rather listen to a fucking home team like Jack Edwards or like Tommy Heinz and just like getting shit-faced and having the best time ever? Tell you this. My fam, my friends, my friends were texting me that exact question the other night, and my answer is I switch off in the playoffs, especially in the Celtics, um, because to me, I listen, I watch every game with Jack Edwards and Brick or Gorman and whatever. So it doesn't really feel like a playoff game. If you, but to know that they're on with Mike Emmerich or Marv Albert or somebody national broadcast, you're just like, wow, people in like California are watching the same broadcast. This is the broadcast. Like, yeah. So See, I, I'm, I'm it a gives big, it a I'm, little specialness. I, I wish that there was a way to watch the Super Bowl with like Scott Zolak. That's what I want. Yeah, the, he does the radio broadcast. No, I know. You yeah. know, I actually do that sometimes. I'll turn the um, the TV all the way down and I'll throw on Zo. The, the yeah, I'll throw on the the Zolak pod, uh, the the Zolak, um, the radio, and listen to it because it's way better. And I can't stand the national broadcast because they hate the Patriots. And I'm like, dude, he loves the Patriots. <laughs> I want the funniest to him. is Chris Collinsworth gets ripped oh, because worst, people say that he favors the patriots after a patriots That's game insane. It, isn't it it, it feels insane. like banana land it does it's i don't know but that's true. Speak, he okay. gets like crushed on twitter. Okay, before we get off of hockey cuz I want to jump into football cuz the draft is tonight. There's you so much speculation. Huh? I you love do. football, dude. Yeah. I love football. I'd much rather and, talk hey, about I don't football. hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd much rather talk about football than all of this. But um so okay, so the, I've noticed this, and then I've, I've noticed other people talking about it now. And I noticed this, and I don't, I don't even know really quite how a face-off like goes down in hockey. Like I know how it goes down, but I don't know like 
know know how it goes down. So my take on it is one guy gets set, other guy gets set, referee drops the puck, correct? In a perfect world, that's how it's supposed to work, yes. Okay. Why are people getting thrown out of them the face-off so often? Beginning of this year or recently in the league, they made a point of emphasis, which is always the cardinal sin if you ever hear that word, point of emphasis. Yes. Terrible. Um, so they they wanted guys to not get any type of advantage or cheat going into the face-off, like starting early, pivoting your foot, or like – bullying the other guy they want okay, to be so have, fair. having skills so gotcha. most of the season it was a little annoying they but like again not everybody's watching you don't watch in every game you didn't see it all year do you think that's a good idea to do that no it's micromanage i mean i i don't try to micromanage and someone who doesn't take many face-offs game, maybe yeah. I, my hockey friends might disagree but t- to me it's it's petty but anyway uh, it what's happened in the playoffs is they're on national TV and the commissioners watching every game rating the refs and they're forced to call it every single time. Yeah, that's not. So that's what you're seeing. And like, um, it's a penalty. If you get kicked out, then the guy who replaces you gets kicked out. So it's like a huge problem. So that's why you're seeing that, I think. But I agree. It's isn't it horrible. It's choppy. It slows up the game. It makes like five minutes in between, you know, one play and the next. It's terrible. Just like instant replay, which we know is your favorite. Oh, no, I hate it, dude. And I, I don't like when they try to micromanage the games, dude. I think you just let them play. and Just let them fucking play. If, yeah, if I can bully this guy into letting me get every single face off, well, I just won. It's right. a tactic. Right. You know, if, if I have a little bit, if I'm quicker than you, isn't that like how, isn't those, aren't those the skills that got me to this level because I'm able to do these things and, and, and get a jump on guys, which makes me good at taking faceoffs, which is why this team signed me in the first place. They're especially doing watching Bergeron too, because he's like known to be the best faceoff guy. So like, it feels like he's been kicked out of like 12 faceoffs in this series. It was brutal. Yeah, dude. And that's why I noticed it. So. Definitely not ideal for the game. You definitely don't want like the refs taking over. The refs usually try to shine in the postseason and get on TV, but less refs is more definitely. So, yeah, no, I um, sorry, that was the only person on earth that I would check right now. <laughs> no doubt. So, you ready for some football or what? Oh, dude, I'm ready for. I wish they had to play a game tonight. I wish like they got drafted and they all had to play a game with their new team that I could watch. They should do that. That'd be sick. Spring football. Just one spring football game. Just one. I Go be a college fan. What are they going to do? I do. I love watching the spring football games. I've been watching them all weekend with my son. So what's your take on the Pats? What's going on? Well, we all know what they're going to do, man. What's your take on the Pats? I, I, already, I have like crazy takes. You go first. I mean, they have picked 23 and 31. The rumors in the you know internet is saying that they're gonna package them and trade up. I'll tell you this: if they package those picks and trade up and draft a quarterback, I'm out. Instant out. That's I'm just out that wasting, wasting. Agree. If they if they go up, if they move up and they get like a definitive game changing defensive player, like either if they somehow traded up and got the kid out of North Carolina. You know, Chubb or whatever. Oh, Chubb uh, is a monster. Yeah, like if they like get someone, like a certified. Yeah, monster. if they get <laughs> someone like him, I'm in. If they go up and draft anything else, I'm out. Take your picks. You need depth. They're what well, I guarantee you. Those are going to trade twenty three or thirty one because they 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 have two firsts, two seconds, and one third, and then nothing in the fourth or fifth. And Bill Belichick loves fourth and fifth round picks. I think he's probably taking you know four fourth round picks a year. 
Um, <laughs> Those are so absolutely he's, his favorite. He's dude. gonna trade tw- pick thirty-one for two th- fourths and two fifths or something like that, or like a third and a fourth and a fifth, and then he's gonna pick like you know a, a defensive tackle from Bowling Green uh, on in the fifth round. It's gonna be beautiful. But dude, he's definitely going to, or he's gonna get like a cornerback from Rutgers. The thing I heard today, <laughs> it's the, gonna be like a oh, exactly. ooh, a defensive back from Rutgers, nice. The, the thing that I've heard today that's about the draft, that's the breaking most breaking news is, it's like the Vegas favorite now that Baker Mayfield is going number one to the Browns, and I don't know, we haven't even talked about this. I don't know what your opinion on Baker Mayfield is, but I want to say for the record that is absolute insanity buck nutty move that's the brownest brownie move i've ever seen just terrible I, horrible i wouldn't even take a quarterback there we'll get to that first but what do you think are you a- i don't think well i mean we both know who i would take first i would take saquon barkley first that's a no-brainer to me if the patriots had the first pick in the draft this year i would say you take saquon barkley right because you can that's the that's the future do you take him or if you have to, you take uh, what's the name, Sony Michelle. You take him, dude. I, I think that's the future. I see that as like the future of football is these like little like, just they could take Sony Michelle at thirty one probably. Dude, they could absolutely take him at thirty one. He's, uh, but I mean, like I would never when take can, him at one. You just no, you no, no, just no, no, wanted no, no, to no. go on the record as taking him at one. I, no, I went on the record as saying I would take Barkley. Saquon Barkley. That's See, what, I, that's what it takes because he's probably the most talented dude. Him or Chubb, right? Those are like the two. Chubb is a freak because um. Von Miller came out and was like, I don't know what, what everyone's <laughs> talking about. Like why anyone else is being mentioned. Like Bradley Chubb is a beast. He's like, he's a combination of me and Khalil Mack. And, and he's like, <laughs> but better. So, like, but better. And like, I was just like, um, yeah, Ridiculous. yes, please. I'll take see, one of those. That's something that I could see the Patriots trading out for. Yeah. But, but you know what they're going to do? They're going to package these picks. They're going to go up to four and they're going to take a left tackle from Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, oh, gross. That's what they're going to do. And, and it's going to be, it's going to be the, it's going to be the least sexy thing in the world. And it's just going to be the smartest. You're getting pick in so the disappointed tonight. It's going to be, no, they're going to make one my, pick. It's going to be not even a good scenario. guy. Yeah. Ready? Here's my dream scenario. We take the two picks, we package them and we send them to Cleveland. They give us, we figure out a way to get Saquon Barkley. Boom. Cause I think that if you took, Somebody like that, right? This is, look, hear me out. Yeah. I feel like if you take somebody like that, not only does that help Tom Brady, because Tom Brady's still here, so he's looking to win championships. So that helps him, dude. He has somebody out of the backfield that he can rely on that can literally be a playmaker just right, in, right out of a little screen pass. And he can create the rest. That's the future, dude. It's the guys like Le'Veon Bell. It's the guys that are – the NFL's forcing you to throw the ball because that's what they want because that's how you get fantasy points. That's what women 24 to 37 want. You know what I mean? That's that's what they're pushing. So if you give somebody like that to Tom Brady, imagine that. I can't disagree with you that that sounds beautiful. And in like – Madden 2009, like I would be wanting Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Dude, I'm I, just saying it's a but, possibility. Let me just no, I'm, I'm telling you that it's not a possibility. There is a 0% chance that Belichick is trading up to get Saquon Barkley. I, now, I'm not trying to poo-poo you because in my fandom, if they did that, I would call you tonight and be like, this is the best day ever. It'd be I would love move. Saquon Barkley, but, dude, but it's, it's, you know they're not going to take him. Like, come I'm on. Not say, okay, I'm Lie not detector saying, test, there's I'm not, no chance. I'm not going to say that Bill Belichick's going to do it. Like I said, I think Bill Belichick would probably move up to take a fucking tackle or a guard. Ooh, this guy, the center really has some I think potential. they're nuts if you think they're moving up. Why, really? What you makes don't think you they think move that? up? They never will. 
see, I feel like nobody thinks They've they moved will. Up once so or they're twice, going to. Like, that's what brought, I think. They moved up to take Nate's, Nate Solder. I'm pretty sure, like up to 17 to take him. And like they moved, that worked out pretty good. They moved up one other time and took, We're not a, took a linebacker. Anything, but. I think they moved up to take Hightower too. Um, but right, no, I know. So they move up to get players that are like. But they're never going to move up to four or one or whatever. But so they're not going to go to one. The, the talk gonna, of the unless draft, they're, unless they're going to trade Gronk. The, the talk of the draft tonight is going to be the quarterbacks. So what do you think? What the big quarterbacks? What how do you what do you think of them? You got Rosen, I love Darnold. Baker. I love Baker Mayfield. You, so you're a Baker Mayfield guy? I'm a huge Baker Mayfield guy. I'll tell you what. I'm a not Josh Allen guy. I I do not understand how you can. Cannon. I don't understand how you can be not good in a not good league and then project to be good in the pros. He, he, he doesn't even have good stats in Wyoming playing against nobody and he's going to go in the NFL with like Khalil Mack eating his face and just be like, yeah, I'm accurate now all dude, of a sudden. I, that's a sucker bet in my dude, mind. Dude, he's tall. He's got giant hands. Yeah, if it was like a modeling a uniform contest, he'd be he'd be a star. That's how people get... What was the... Uh, I forget oh. who it was. Somebody was like, yeah, he has the strongest arm I've seen since Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Jamarcus Russell is throwing freaking... From his knees. Yeah, marshmallows cannons, up in the air and eating them right now. Hey, yeah, did, yes. you, did you hear the news of um, Josh Allen today breaking on t- the, sh- the smear campaign? This is how vicious this shit is, man. Today on Twitter, someone released Josh Allen's tweets from when he was like a sophomore in high school. And he wrote he wrote a bunch of racial slurs, a bunch of anti-woman shit. He wrote, if it ain't white, it ain't right on Twitter. And it's like, and he didn't even deny it. He came out and said, I was young and dumb and I couldn't can't be held accountable for what I said. That, so, but think of Dude, how we might be drafting Josh of, Allen at twenty seven. Think of think about <laughs> twenty. We'll trade down. Think about how vile that the NFL is. That some like probably like fifty year old man in a suit kept those tweets until <laughs> the waited. best day of the kid's life when Josh he's a shoe in to go Ro- in the top ten of the Josh draft. Josh Rosen's fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam Darnold's grandmother had grandma. the tweets. Yeah, yeah. The the agents had it. But anyway, like that that asshole released those tweets today and ruined the kid's life. Now there's another side of the thing where you shouldn't be saying those tweets unless you're you know a fucking idiot. <sighs> well, yeah, but don't be. Yeah, don't you know. So moral. obviously, but. You know, to wait until ruin the kid's life now, I mean, that's brutal. But that's the way they I, do I'm it, a, out on Josh Allen. I think Baker Mayfield is only good if he goes into a fluke situation. If you put Baker Mayfield on a bad team or an iffy situation like the Browns, like the Jets, no thanks. He's going right down. That's going to be a shit show. A Johnny Manz- Manziel number two. Johnny Manziel is working for Barstool now. P- yeah, I mean, pretty so much. So he's not coming to the Patriots. I Probably guess. not. But. And Rosen and Darnold, I don't love either. I don't like any of these guys. But if I had, if I was the Browns, what I would do is I would take Chubb, or I could even be talked into Barkley one. But Chubb, I would take Chubb one. Then I would let these quarterbacks sift out. And if someone, wa- if the Giants want to take Rosen or Darnold or whatever, then someone else takes one of the other ones. <clears throat> if you need a quarterback, because you do in that Cleveland. Was hilarious. Did you hear that? What my little Larry? Yeah, he just sounded it's, like. Oh, I'm, dude, I'm only ninety six point five percent. I said that. I, <laughs> I'm working my way back, but so I'm I'm playing hurt right now. Give me a break. So I think that I would take Chubb first if I was Cleveland because then you got Chubb and you got a bunch of other young talent on the defensive line. So who do line. the Giants take? Then the Giants probably I've heard they like Rosen. So then say the third pick, um, 
they take another quarterback there. At that moment, so, do you think the Patriots think about trading up to the Browns, which is a pick that you know the Browns? No, what I'm saying is the that. Browns should take the the let the quarterback settle out, and then take whoever's left at four for a quarterback. That way, you can't be held accountable that you picked wrong. Like if I was, if you pick first and you choose Josh Rosen over these other guys, and he sucks, then you picked Josh Rosen. But if you take Chubb and then two and three are quarterbacks, then say Rosen and Baker Mayfield are gone, then you didn't really choose Josh Allen. He just fell to you at four, so you had to take him. Why are and you out on Baker Mayfield? I think he needs to go to a. He's not a. He's not good enough. He he's small. Really? He's got small hands. He's. He's a product of Oklahoma system. I don't see him being good in the pros. Really? He was good at Texas Tech, too. And they have a different system than Oklahoma. Yeah. They both play in the touch football Big 12 where it's a track meet. <laughs> yeah, it it's is. It's 78-63. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Is, give dude. me a break. Put him, a, put him at Pitt at f- and when it's getting dark out. You know, in a <laughs> when it fucking snowy, shitty night, no chance. That's dude. a good a question with him would be how do we play in in the cold? I don't That's like I don't I just don't like that. Him. I do like that about Josh Allen. Gun from, to my head, I would my, take he's Sam. He's from Donald. Wyoming. He's got giant hands, and he can fucking throw a cannons. If I'm the Browns, my best case scenario tonight is you take Chubb one. Then you take um, Sam Darnold four, and I think if you get that, that's like the mega load, and that's what I would be rooting for. And he's is dude. I feel like Josh Allen kind of makes sense for the Browns because he can just throw cannons up and just let fucking Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon, just run down, sell a little bit of weed, fucking. He could probably a couple stop and, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple, have a couple drinks. But um, all right, let's let's use that as a good trend. Let's go from Josh. Josh Gordon to the fucking NBA. Let's jump over there. Well, they're smoking just as much weed as smoking him. So, just, just, yeah. To another group of people smoking as all much right, weed so as him. We're gonna talk about the Celtics, but. Bron Bron needs a little tip of the cap last night. That was vicious. Dude, fuck LeBron. When he does stuff like that, it makes me so mad. Did you see the blatant goaltend he did right before that on Igu- I mean on uh, Oladipo? Yeah. It's I saw it a hundred times on like Twitter in a in a gif and it's like just repeats and he hits throws a layup up off the backboard and LeBron pins it on the backboard. It's a it's it's a goaltend. I don't understand. And then why it hit the backboard and yeah, it's coming he, off? Yeah, it hit the backboard on the way in. On the way up. But was and it going? Was it coming off of the backboard? No, it was going up to the shot. Like oh, you was, can pin that, dude. I don't think so. Absolutely, you can pin that. I think it's it once had it already hits, hit the glass. Think, as long as it doesn't come off the glass, you can pin it. I think that's the rule. No, no, no. It did. It come, came off the glass. Because that's like easily the most fun thing to do to somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to be able to touch the backboard back oh, in the day. Oh, my goodness, dude. Yeah, that was, for like three that months, was that was fun. by far my favorite thing to do is just like, it's, it stays there. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one time you did that to like your daughter in the in the driveway. I used to be able to jump. I used to jump, jump pretty high. Mm-hmm. I couldn't jump over your brother, but I could jump high. Right. Memories. Yeah, that's... You, you jump, done with dude. glory days or what? No, dude. I jump high still. You jump do? higher than you right now. Let's do it. I mean, I'll jump the highest in this room. There's little to no doubt that uh, you can jump higher than me. I have what they call the Tuesday <laughs> paper ups right now. <laughs> the thin paper with no ads in it or anything like, you know, the, the Patriot ledger. That's a quarter of an inch thick. The Patriot ledger. Yeah. So shout out to the Patriot <laughs> ledger. Um, Classiest paper around. Yeah. So ready. So fuck LeBron. Yeah, dude, but that was—he's so gross. What a shitbag. He's the worst. Where's he gonna go? He's gonna go to L.A. and it's gonna be. We'll talk about Celtics, that when the time comes. Celtics versus LeBron in L.A. He's gonna be the new Kobe. I just—you gotta acknowledge greatness. He's the worst. And the guy he's just so did a game good. winning. 
He had a, he had it, technically because they didn't call it. He had a block, a game winning block, then a three from like five feet behind the line in a game they probably would have lost in overtime. And, and, and the, just ice. and it was a quick shot. Then. Oh, dude, it was filth. really it was filthy. It, it was first filthy. of all, he moved like fifteen feet across the court and got a shot off in one point eight seconds. I probably couldn't yeah, have caught did. the ball before that. He took like two hops and he was halfway up the court. And then it, just drained it. Oh. They call that water. That so. was, yeah. And now he's going to be mad and he's going to be all pissed off playoff for LeBron and he's going to beat the shit out of everybody B- now. Big and game tonight, lose though. again. In real basketball. Fuck LeBron. <sighs> real basketball. Big game tonight. Dude. Game six. The addition of Marcus Smart puts us over. We're good, dude. Really? That's what I think. Should I we think- act on that? Because they have... Um, <laughs> they... <laughs> They have Milwaukee like minus two hundred on the money line. They like really think Milwaukee's gonna win tonight. Oh really? Yeah. They're not. No. Nope. Marcus Smart's gonna show up and he's gonna bully everybody. He and did it's play be, pretty well. He dude, he takes the worst shots, but I don't care. It's fine. Well, I personally think he should be taken he, out if he shoots. He takes shots that he's I would. Wearing, like, he a takes cast. shots that I would take. Yeah, so oh, I'm cool God, with it. Brutal. <laughs> Just inside the three point line. Yeah, the, the worst possible shot. But Terrible shot. He dude. has basically a cast on. Hey, I can't argue with the the intensity and the the juice that he brought to defense, the team the other dude. night. He brings yeah. defense. But why shoot? Why is he shoot? Once? I have no idea why. Uh, he's he, only layups, Marcus. Just don't shoot. Please don't shoot. You can shoot but, if you want. So Giannis is dude, obviously he, a. He freak. hits big ones sometimes randomly. Mm. I Giannis lo- is gross, but I don't think Giannis is controlling the series like he could have. Well, he's just young. I don't think he's quite ready to. I feel like when he fills out a little in like five years. You got to remember, oh, he's like well, tw- he's been playing basketball for five years in his life. It's so like, ridiculous! It's, like, imagine playing basketball for five years and then being one of the best players in the NBA. If he puts fifteen pounds or twenty pounds on that frame and like gets man strength, and in five years he's well, going to yeah. be literally unstoppable. Well, no, he's going to be getting deed up by Jalen Brown. He's going to be dominating people. Jalen Brown is. Brown. That I've been fun. behind Jalen Brown since they they drafted him, and I'm staying behind Jalen. Yeah, Brown. you are uh, a one a on the Jalen Brown bandwagon. I've, but been, I've been with it for the whole time. That was the best part of the, their win the other I night. I helped build the car. I, I'm not on the bandwagon. I helped build the bandwagon. Yeah, fair enough. But the the best part, actually, no, I'm sorry. The best part of their loss, the game before, um, you know, the game that made it go two two is that they were down like twenty three or whatever in that game, yep. and they came back. And the best part of that was Tatum and Brown is what brought them back, mostly Brown. And it was all them. And it was mostly Brown, but then Tatum jumped in in the fourth quarter a little bit. But that was balls there. That performance was memorable, like, for years to come. That was Jalen Brown's uh, breakout game. It really was, dude. Do you think think Jalen Brown is going to be taken very seriously next year? I still think he's. I still see him mentioned in some trade offers and stuff. Well, of course. I, I think that um, everybody's just trying to get Anthony Davis, dude. If, they, if would you would you take Kawhi? Do you want Kawhi? Uh, I mean, for not much. For uh, for for y- Yaba Selly and Semi Ojale, in in the Kings pick. <laughs> in the Kings pick. Yeah, I, I would do that. Yeah, no one's doing that though. I would do that. I'm not, dude. Brown's off the table to me, dude. Just put up thirty four. Mm. No, Brown has elevated his game to a star player. He's better than Tatum right now. I think their team's going to be absolutely filthy. Those two are going to be a fucking problem. Once Kyrie was hurt, I we joked around saying they should shut him down because they're not going to win without Hayward anyway. And now that Kyrie's out, it's 
I don't. They're playing with free money, as far as I'm concerned, right now. It's oh, the yeah. house money. So, and we're gonna win again tonight. If, if they win tonight or tomorrow, uh, Saturday, and they advance, then this experience with you're getting free playoffs with Brown and Tatum being the man, and plus Horford's been playing pretty damn good. Horford's been playing awesome, and, and that's exactly what we talked so about. So you're he getting these guys, these guys who are potential alpha dogs are getting the man experience in a playoff series. Then next year, in a perfect world, when they when they come out. They don't have to be the man, but they've already had the experience as being the go-to guys. So, oh yeah, so when they get that pass at the end of the game, ridiculous. when they're on, when they're on Hayward and they're on Kyrie and they're on Horford, I mean, you you literally are going to have them just sitting there waiting, ready to go. That five guys is going to be insane. It, it probably won't be a starting lineup because they don't like to start Horford at the four. It'll be a finishing lineup. Yeah, that'll be the the best lineup out there, and that's that doesn't even include Smart at that time, which nope. is you, um, you know, and you got to give Rozier, Rozier, um, or what about dude? Baines has been coming up big, dude. I like Baines, man. Yeah, Baines can bang, and he's but he's, that's what he's there for. He's there to bang. He's there to. do I don't the really love that, when he's out on the court though, because it's like no, I like it, dude. He's a body, and he's and he's putting his body on people, dude, and and he's and he's making it uncomfortable under the. In, in the paint, that's what he's there for. And he's a get vi- rebounds he's a vital and fucking clog. move it out. Get the ball, give it to Jason Tatum, and back the fuck up. Go get a rebound, put and it back in. It, the thing is, is if they beat the Bucks, then they're staring the Sixers in the face. Which imagine saying this like a year ago, the Sixers are like scary to play, but like. I don't see how they could beat the Sixers um, with really? what they have. I mean, the team is – they won like 21 of their last 22, and they barely even struggle. Ben Simmons has turned into one of the top 10 players in the league. No, I, I understand that. I'm, I'm just saying, do, do you you don't think that they could beat them? I mean, win a game or two maybe. I, I Philly's going to be prohibitive favorites if that happens. It's going to it's gonna be like minus 250 Philly. Could you imagine the Philly-Boston wars that would have erupted if we played them in the Stanley Cup playoffs and the, the NBA playoffs? We owe that uh, trash bag city a um, a couple beatings. So like that, they, I would would have been rooting for that. Like we're wait, like we're both one of the, like those cities that are like we'll see you again. Think about it: the Eagles and the Sixers could knock out the Pats and the Celtics in like months apart. We'll see. So that's it. We'll could see. be crazy. Maybe I will root for the Celtics just to lose to the Bucks, so we don't have to deal with that. Joel Embiid is just gonna fall asleep and miss three games. I mean, we could send back. Baines in to elbow him in his broken eye bone, and that would help. That's I feel like that's gonna so. happen. But um, all right. So from that, what do we? What else did we talk about? Did we talk about? Um, I'm looking here. Hold on. Dead. Dead. I think Marcus Smart's going to change the game. That's that was the end of my uh, my notes. Marcus Smart changed. I think that he already changed the game. Yeah, the other yeah. night. I think it yeah. shows it. I don't know. It's a tough tough to close out a team, especially in Milwaukee tonight. You know the refs will be cheating for Milwaukee blatantly. Yep. But I'm really excited to go watch that. I'm glad it's on at eight. I'm feeling it. I'm ready for it. So it's good. Good. Good sports night sneakily, and our first one of the first nice days of the year. It was like wanna... 68 degrees when I rolled in here today, and we've got the draft and the socks and oh yeah, and uh, the Speaking, we haven't even touched the socks yet. Do you want to jump into that? What's there to say, man? I, what are they, 18 and five or something like that? It's uh, did pretty we, crazy. Did we make that bet? What the the Red Sox? Yeah, uh, I, the I, over. <laughs> 93? Like it was 93 and a half? It was 91 and a half, 91 actually. 91 and a half. Yeah, oh, nice. It's like free money, right? 91 yeah. and a half? I, I'll tell you about one. that someday off the air. I did. It's, Uh-oh. 
I I may have gone the other way uh, independently on my own. Oh man! I like to ensure that the teams uh, will do well, so I like to take against them. I it, the last thing I did before the first pitch of the season was put fifty bucks that the Red Sox will not make the playoffs. All right. Well, you're gonna buy me a bag of weed then. Yeah. <laughs> fair <laughs> that's enough. The, that's the new. That's the new bet. Or I'll buy you a bag of weed. I'll weed have to get a hold of Weed Co USA. Yeah. So anyway, but I mean, what can you say about the Red Sox? They look amazing. Mookie Betts is playing back to – we went through a bunch of key points on the season. One of them was we needed something out of David Price. You can pretty much check that box. Yep. He looks healthy. He hasn't been outstanding like a because $30 million dollar pitcher. That's why. But he's – it could be. But he – check that box. Price has been everything you've asked for. He's a listener. I we, we needed J.D. Martinez to get off to a good start. Now, he didn't get off to a flurry start f- at the first week. But he's getting but going. But he's hitting like 320, second yeah. in the league in RBIs. He's yeah. doing his job. So, yep. the, the you have not heard a chirp in about a week about J.D. Martinez. And they're hitting not home one runs, chirp. too. Well, bet, and Betts is back to an MVP level. So, we said Betts – What's Betts going to be? Is he going to be the MVP from two years ago, or is he going to be the marginal player of last year who's above average but not great? He's MVP right now of the league. He's had multiple three-home run game, a two-home run game, game-winning home runs, won the game last night with a two-run homer. They're down. They blew the lead last night, two-run homer to take the lead. Opposite field. Betts is playing like a superstar. Sales doing his job. Yep. And the other guy, when I asked you for famously for – Rick Porcello. <laughs> Rick Porcello is has the best ERA in the team. He's pitching the best out of anyone. He has like a 1.2 ERA right now. So everything's working. Everyone's playing for Cora. And again, one of our other keys, Hanley Ramirez and his attitude, how he's going to be. He's been... He's happy as shit. Uh, he's been tweeting out like group pics of them at the Bruins Toronto game and stuff. And he's like, he you know, having a blast out there. And when Hanley's happy, healthy... That's positive Your things. Your locker room is happy so and healthy. So I'd love to, you know, there's we'd love to pick nits. You know, there's a couple things they could do with the trade deadline. Way too much Brock Holt out there right now. And I yep. know. That's a lot of And that. I did think, I do think I was um, on to something with Nunez because he looks like he's falling apart. It's like two or three weeks and he's put together with uh, yeah. paper clips right now. He yeah, does not look great. That one didn't work for me. That was, that was, <laughs> that was a take I'm going to have to just eat. But no, I mean, I loved Eduardo Nunez going into the year as like a sneaky signing, and I still think he's a good player. But he's definitely hurt, and it's sad to watch him most nights. But I'm trying to get the fucking box score on my phone; it doesn't matter. But the um, the I mean, the game last night is a was a good like, it was a good good win for them because they had come out of you know the good road trip, and then they had lost, they had dumped two straight, and it was like one of those swing games where you know. Um, are you going to go on a three-game losing streak or potentially or a three- or four-game losing streak or potentially more, or are you going to end this now and move on? And they, they came out it. last night, ended it, and now tonight they're sales on the mound, and yep, we're getting ready to start a winning streak. Yep, absolutely. So it's, it's a perfect place to start. Yeah, so. I hate to be too cheery about them, but, I mean, it's Dude, they look good. you and can't doing, ask for much more. And they're doing all the things that we talked about um, weeks ago. You know what I mean? We, we were saying how they were going to get guys on base, and that way if they are hitting home runs, that's perfect. And if not, they're going to keep getting guys on base, and they're going to be scoring. They're scoring at a crazy pace right now. You know what I mean? So getting the runs, I think we, we also talked about the change in culture in the locker room. In the, in the, uh, in the um, what's it called? Clubhouse. Clubhouse, thank you. I forgot baseball is super fancy, and they have a clubhouse. They don't have a locker room. Yes, they have a clubhouse. Yes, yes. Where golfers go? What's that called? Clubhouse. That's also a clubhouse? Yeah. What about hockey? 
locker, locker room. room, dressing room, dressing room. Is that what it is? They'll call it either one. What about the soccer players? What do they call it? I don't know. The skiggly bits. I don't know. Something. <laughs> the <crazy>. Louvre. Yeah. <laughs> the Louvre. The Louvre's like a museum, right? So yeah. No. But um. The Louvre. Yeah. Um, John's culture. John, you know about France. <laughs> Not true. But um, go. Too far, too, so far, so good on the socks. I there's not even anything to really pick nits about. I want to I want to talk about Joe Kelly, six games. Yeah, suspension. we missed that one, the brawl where uh, that was an awesome Yankee sock series. And oh, that's bad, dude. F- I like it. Yeah, one of the first good ones in a while. And um, that Kelly is forever in Boston lore now because oh of yeah, he's good waving. Now. It wasn't doesn't have anything to do with what he did when you, he's been on the in the newspaper and on every video and stuff. <laughs> Saying bring it on and doing the wave out, and, and then, he's forever in Boston lore now. And he then gets popping that dude. Yeah, he well, popped he took him some like swings. twice. If he hit him, is debatable. I mean, really? he, he like he knuckled him in the head. He didn't no knockout blows, but he swung fierce and, and we, he was a beast. <laughs> no knockout blows. Could you imagine if he just flattened him? He just the dude comes running out. He just flattens him. I love when pitchers throw their gloves at people. That's my That's favorite. Awesome. They chuck the glove at them. I would do anything. I would throw my bat like at their feet, get them jumping, and then hit them while they're in the air or something. I don't know. It's amazing. I, I love baseball fights. I feel like baseball fights, you should get rewarded. Well, they like, actually try you get to fight. Like, you, you get to like, if you get into a baseball fight and then another team gets into a baseball fight, you both win the game you were supposed to play against each other. Fair enough. But the... Um, you like that? At, at least... John's a fan of that one. At least, at least there's actual fighting in baseball, like in the NBA and stuff. Like they just like it's like hold me back, hold me back. I can't stand the hold me back, dude. Yeah, the hold me back's the worst. Just, just. And in the NFL, fight. they're boxing each other with helmets on. Like it, it's you know, unless that's Michael Crabtree. He was ready for Akeem Talib. Uh, that's so stupid. But so, what do you think right now? You think the the Rams are going to be good? Yeah, because I, the schedule came out, and they also have a soft schedule too. In the words of our president, wrong. Wrong. I don't think so, man. I think they're going to fail because of the fact that they're being stacked up like this. Sorry. I'm, I'm, it's draft super night. Team. I'm so excited yeah. right now for football. The super team it can go either way. I mean, I'm, I won't be rooting for them per se, but they. This, I saw the schedule came out, and they have a juicy schedule. They I like, like McVay. I like Goff. I like them. Yeah. I mean, I do. You, I don't like Sue. I don't like a lot of those guys. Yeah, like I'm I not love, a big I Sue fan. It. I'm a huge like. Do, are you guy anyone guy. like Marcus Peters? Like I respect his game, but he, I don't. He's not likable. I wanted to keep Tlaib back. I um, wanted him to come home to Boston and. I would have loved mate. Tlaib. Come yeah. on, mate. That ship has sailed. <laughs> well, so. keep Tlaib. But the um, Red Sox. No, I mean it's. I there's it's almost like a lack of things to talk about because we're just beating a dead horse because. They're doing so well, and there's not really – I mean, the bullpen depth is a little sketchy, but it, they've kind of shored it up. Heath Hembry's been good, and the rotation's been phenomenal. Eduardo Rodriguez has been back and pitching the way deep they, into the games. The way they've been managing uh, the pitch counts for, their, for really good. Chris Sale, yeah. especially, yeah. as opposed to last season. They haven't been overworking season. Sale. They haven't been overworking uh, Price. They've been – you know, luckily, the last game – that big touted Price versus Otani game. Otani, you know, the the Japanese guy who's been unbelievable. He left that game after two innings, and they had a big lead, and Price came out after five just throwing, like, you know, a bullpen session pretty much. So they've done a good job winning and staying fresh. Yep. And, and, um, and, and it's exciting. Sure. It's exciting. Because I want – It's a likable team finally. It is. And you know what's really good about the way that they're managing the pitchers? I feel like this is something they did wrong last year was they're – 
we're looking for that nine inning performance in the playoffs. We need Chris Sale to come out there and be like, nobody fucking no runs. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need David Price to come out and be like, no runs. You know, that's what we're looking for in the playoffs. We don't need them to dominate right now. We can win. We're swinging the bats like crazy. Don't force it. And, and I think that the the relaxed atmosphere that's there now because of Alex Cora, because they just came off that World Series victory and he saw how loose everybody was because their, their clubhouse was like, the fun, it looked like it was a fiesta all day long, dude. That place was awesome. I wanted, I wanted to like go party with them because every single win, it was like they were winning together. That's the other thing I love, not to jump all over the fucking place, but I'm definitely doing it because I'm stoned. But regardless, the Bruins are doing that, dude. They're excited when they score. They're ready to win together, dude. I like this. This is a good This is a good little run, Boston sports. I like it. It's been going on for as long as we can remember. It's unbelievable. I know. It's amazing. So, I don't know. But that's, you know, the... That's it. Bye. It's the... Uh, <laughs> Just cut it right there. It's the, um, it's the good time of year, I think, right now. No, we can't go until uh, I get to roll someone up in a rug and throw them in the river. Oh, no. And right. uh, I, I'll go because I've got one that's a vitriol. I hate this guy. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Thomas Placanic, the... <laughs> Guy on t- the the Toronto winger, who was just the scummiest piece of shit in that series against the Bruins, and he was in. He's a Montreal Canadian by trade. He got traded at the trade deadline to the Maple Leafs. He played like you know thirty games, twenty games for the Maple Leafs. Had two assists and nothing. And he comes out. He's like the antichrist against the Bruins. He's the only guy that consistently can beat Bergeron in faceoffs. He's been scoring like semi big goals and just being a pest to the Bruins for years and years. So somehow he's inserted on Toronto. He scores the game winning goal in the one game. He is the guy that Bergeron missed one of the games, and they're saying it was possible concussion syndromes. And the only thing they could find on tape is Placanic dropped his shoulder in Bergeron's chin. So he hurt Bergeron, scored the game winning goal. Scored more points in this series than he did the whole time he was on Toronto for the whole regular season. So, he's been fucking with the Bruins for years. I hate that guy. He's a piece of shit. So, fuck Thomas Placanic. Roll him up in a rug and throw him down the old river. What you got? My roll him up for today is people who are rooting against Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Including you, Sam. (laughs) Rolling you up and everybody else. Dude, I love Baker Mayfield. And this dude was a walk-on at Texas Tech. And then he transferred to Oklahoma and he fucking pushed and pushed and fucking got to where he got to. He was ballsy all year long, dude. I love Baker Mayfield. Everybody's saying he's too small. He's this, he's that. Dude, all of the same obstacles he just went through are happening again. You know what I mean? He wasn't, he wasn't on everybody's uh, recruitment list. He, he's not on everybody's top. He's not everybody's number one. You're, like, disgusted he's going to be the number one pick. Dude, I think he has balls. I think that he would love going to Cleveland. I think he'll tell the rest of the country to suck his dick. I'm in Cleveland now. Like, we're the Browns. I Dude, I think Baker Mayfield's awesome. I hope he goes number one. Unmitigated disaster if he goes number <laughs> one to Cleveland. On the record. All right, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll do a but dinner. hey, yeah, dinner. We'll we got to get, get going because you have to go roll me up in a rug and throw me in the I river. I willingly rug. go in. It's a fair game. That's <laughs> it. the game is what it is. But seriously, uh, go Salts tonight. Definitely put dude. them away. Put them away tonight. 
Take that bet. I didn't tell you to take the bet. Do it if you want. 